Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Politics in the Pulpit, a lectionary-based preaching resource designed to ask the provocative question of whether, and if so how, politics should appear in our preaching this week. My name's Jenny Mills and I'm the Secretary for Education and Learning in the United Reformed Church. Each week I am joined by a guest from a different place and space on the political, uh, on the pulpit and political landscape. Today, I am very pleased to introduce the Reverend Ash Barker. Ash is the founder and leader of Seedbeds. Seedbeds seeks to empower local communities to grow leaders and release potential in people, especially in urban settings. Ash and Angie Barker are currently planted in Winson Green, Birmingham, where they've been since 2014, having led pioneering projects in Australia and Thailand in the past. Ash is involved in many things that encourage people to learn and grow and thrive and is particularly keen on pioneering and encouraging everyone to learn. I am absolutely delighted to welcome Ash today. Well, well, thank you, Jenny. I really appreciate the opportunity to share with you. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you for joining us. So Politics in the Pulpit, that's our title. Kind of just give me your initial responses to how, how you hear that and how you see yourself as a politician in the pulpit where you find yourself. Yeah, well, politics to me is around power and uh, how, how do we ensure that we're empowered by God to do the things that God wants, uh, wants done. So, so power is about actioning things and uh, communities like where we are here in Winston Green often uh, marginalised by the powers that be. And so for me, uh, yeah, the pulpit is a place to empower people. And, uh, and so the Bible is really important in, in uh, this big story of empowering those on the edges and those who have been oppressed. It's lib about liberation for me. So wherever we've gone, whether it being a slum in Bangkok for 12 years or a refugee community in Melbourne for over 10 years or here in inner city Birmingham, that is good news. The gospel yeah. is good news for the poor, for the oppressed, for those who are unable to see. That's, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I won't get into preaching right now. but that, No, uh, no, we come to that bit in a bit when you, you get to run, run, run free through the texts in a minute. So hearing that about power and the, and, and the, 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 the communities in which you, you've, you've worked, particularly with marginalised people, what do you see as the key political and justice issues that are facing the people alongside whom you you journey at the moment. Yeah, I mean the disparity between rich and poor is obscene. Uh, I say I lived in a slum community for twelve years, and I thought it was bad in Thailand. I really did, and I thought coming to the West it would be a bit more equal. Um, but the pandemic has shown that there are really two two speeds. There are two economies going on, one for the mega wealthy and one for the rest. And certainly you feel that um, here, most of the institutions that you would expect to work, you know, whether it be education, health, um, just in the pandemic, they just collapsed. Housing, all these things have kind of collapsed. So housing is a big one for us because uh, if you don't have secure housing, uh, it's very hard. Um, we've got a big prison actually here in Winston Green, one of the biggest in the UK. And if folks coming out don't have secure housing, if they don't have meaningful things to do, if they don't have relationships that are mean, meaningful as well, one of those, if you miss out on one of those things, you're in trouble. And that's that's true for, for our neighbourhood as a whole. So mm -hmm. there are three, 
big ones, I'd say. Meaningful work, things to do, ha secure housing, yeah. and uh, meaningful connections, relationship with other people. Okay. Well, with these concerns and issues in mind, um, each week uh, our, our, my JPIT colleagues put together some um, uh, some of the things that we want to keep an eye on around the world. So I'm just going to run through those. Uh, it feels at the moment that there's an awful lot that is making us uh, anxious and a lot that is that is troubling us, uh, and particularly as you talk about this disparity in the world. Um, but the latest inflation figures show prices rise Price, prices rises, um, price rises soaring towards 10%. Uh, you know, the government is facing increasing pressure. Um, and, it, and I think it's that, um, it, it, it's it's hitting everybody, isn't it? The, the, the rising prices. Um, concern is growing about the um, the war in with Ukraine and Russia and the rising um, impact on uh, global food supplies. Some of those, those issues. Um, uh, but alongside that, a lot of this displaced people's uh, stuff so that the effects of war around the world uh, there are nearly uh, 60 million people um, were internally dis displaced by conflict and natural disasters in 2021 which is you know kind of get your head around it and then uh, and then um, Wednesday the 25th of May is the second anniversary of the death of George Floyd and uh, churches together in England are encouraging us to light a candle of justice they sense that you know, there, there is there is um, natural and, and conflict issues, but equally there are these local community conflict issues around race, and gender, and sexuality as well. Uh, the Met Police have concluded their investigation into the parties in Downing Street, and hopefully we'll have the Sue Gray report that ties in with all of this kind of um, disparity between people. Um, and then we've got the issues with the Northern Ireland Protocol that was agreed and not agreed, and all, all the political stuff that goes around that and and probably best not to get started on. And uh, and then finally, the Rwanda um, asylum seekers within the month. Now, what I did hear on the news this morning is uh, that um, there, because there are some legal challenges, this may not happen as soon as we think, which is when we hear things like there are legal challenges, I think that gives us a bit of hope, doesn't it? Uh, we're also uh, in the church season. We're just drawing to the end of Easter. Uh, so we will we'll have had, uh, we'll have had Ascension, uh, on the 26th of May this year, and uh, so we we are we are moving on towards Pentecost. So we've put ourselves in a in a church year. We've put ourselves in a political climate. We've put ourselves in a, a context that you are working in. So over to you with our with that in our mind and our Bible in our other hand. Uh, please take us where you want to want to take us with the text that we've got. Yes. So uh, it's, I think these texts are really interesting given the the place we're in. Um, and I must say, I'm a little bit, um, I've just come off a, a Zoom call to Burma in Myanmar uh, with internally displaced people there. There's a war zone kind of going on between the military dictatorship. Yeah. And uh, reading these texts, literally kind of while I'm waiting for things to happen there, it's hard not to to see what's going on in the world in these texts. Not least the, um, the Acts passage where yeah. you see... Uh, a young slave girl. This, this is Acts 16, 16 to 34. I think yeah. for me the theme is is around hope and it is around uh, what real salvation is uh, because uh, so often those things are uh, glib, you know, kind of things for, for, for people in, in of, of faith even. Um, 
so in Myanmar, for example, at the moment, there's a civil war kind of going on. And these young activists, 50 of them this morning, we were on the Zoom to, uh, yeah. the temptation for them is these multinational companies that are doing sweatshops, that are using slave labor. Uh, and, uh, and, and so what we've been trying to do is generate um, healthy work. <laughs> Um, because in this text, you see there's unhealthy work, there's unjust yeah. work, there's slavery of a young woman who's being abused, who's being used to generate wealth for yeah. other people. And uh, and you see Paul and uh, um, uh, willing to stand up against those powers. Uh, but, of course, it frees this young woman. Uh, um, I love that the new um, revised standard version is getting an update. You probably know that in um, uh, it's just come out. I've got it on Kindle version. It's coming out in print version. But rather than oh, calling her a slave girl, it's um, a female slave. Now, that, that may not mean a lot to a whole lot of people, but actually describing mm. a person first uh, yes. Rather than what's happening to them in a, in oppressive terms is really in, in important um, language today, and yeah. uh, I love that this new N N R S V version kind of picks that kind of language up. Yeah. Now it's interesting that she notices in Paul this authority for change that uh, that salvation and salvation isn't just about getting to heaven when you die. Salvation is about the healing of all things through through Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and so she recognizes that even though she's abused and used in so many ways, she speaks out. And uh, and actually, it's the text is, it annoys these the, the apostles. <laughs> they Absolutely, get yeah, yeah, yeah. But she persists <laughs> and keeps going. She's seeing it, and she's not going to let them get away with walking by. And so she just keeps at it. And I, I don't know if you've experienced that when when people start to become liberated. It just all comes out, and yeah. you can't stop it. And uh, I love it when when people feel free enough to kind of say what they really mean. They're they're no longer inhibited, and so she becomes free. Uh, the apostles are part of that, but of course, uh, there's a kickback. Yeah. And uh, whenever you displace power, whenever the those at the top feel like they're missing out, they bite back, and they bite back viciously here. And yeah. so the sense here, I think, is it, there is hope, there is salvation, but it's costly salvation. It's costly to offer it, yeah. costly yeah. to be involved in solidarity. Liberation is not not cheap, even if it no. is freeing people. And so I see that this text, um, you think around the world, and Myanmar particularly, my thoughts are today, um, that the, the, the the temptation into slavery to, to to try and get some money quickly so you can get it back to your family. Um, mm. There's 150,000 members of the civil disobedience movement, and that's the movement we've been linking with. And uh, they're not allowed to work. The military are stopping them working. And these are brilliant wow. people. These are civil servants. These are others. And so the temptation for um, oppressive the oppressive regime to yeah. abuse them but also then capitalists kind of uh, people looking to exploit people. So the internal displacement happens, but also people fleeing across the border. And in where I lived in Bangkok, Thailand, the sex industry was just awful. It just exploited incredibly um, young, young people 
and uh, destroyed their futures really quickly. And uh, but then the sweatshops were there as well, um, and even trying to this this is how sneaky um, uh, these uh, corporations can be. The big corporations are talking about these are not just little mom and pop operations, although they can be sometimes. Um, the 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 government in Thailand raised the minimum price of of, of wage per hour, and it went. You yeah. know, it was I think it ended up being like five dollars a day. And in Thailand, it's really hard to live on five dollars a day. So what yeah. did the big sweatshop companies do? They just moved their operations to Bangladesh, <sighs> uh, and so ten thousand laborers were suddenly out of work. And so it's a really difficult, challenging thing uh, that uh, and it can feel like there's no hope, actually. It can feel like you mm. get put in a prison of kinds. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, and of course, Paul and, and it's Silas, isn't it? Yeah. Get, uh, get literally put in a prison for, yeah. for standing up for this woman and freeing her and displacing the powers that be. Uh, and so, uh, but of course... And do you think... When I when I say interesting, when um, he 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 um, he the girl was no longer possessed by the spirit, and so she they lost the income. And actually, yeah. the the owners of her didn't even raise that as an issue. They said mm -hmm. these men are making trouble, and so they they didn't even take that responsibility, did they? They didn't even they weren't even they they kind of gave us an alternative story, and I think we're seeing a lot of that. Yes. Yeah, no, the, the 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 not taking responsibility is a huge uh, political thing here in the UK, isn't it? Who's responsible for this this rise in prices? Nobody yeah. personally, is it? It's always yeah. someone else's fault. It's always yeah. these invisible global hands that are kind of moving things. The same ones, of course, that our governments are saying we need to be part of to be able to that thrive economically. Yeah. Um, the, the other connection we've had, of course, has, has been with the Ukraine. We run a master's program with the Ukrainian Theological Seminary. And uh, this week, our, um, our partners and colleagues there have been doing amazing work. Their seminary has been bombed by wow. Russia, uh, and but they're bravely kind of standing up and, and wow. re-fixing up their seminary. It's a central place for aid and, and support for people. But uh, it's um, it's wave after wave though of grief and disappointment and hurt and hearing yeah. of um, some of our students who have been killed on the front line, um, being chaplains, you know, looking after um, some of the uh, army folks assisting is so full on. And uh, and again, just because you do the right thing doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you get a good ride from that. And this text is very honest about that. You know, it's uh, yeah. it, it's saying, actually, you stand up, you could end up in prison yourself. Yeah. Um, one of the experiences I, I had in Australia was um, with asylum seekers in Australia. And the World Count National Council of Churches in Australia uh, had a very good relationship with the um, Timorese uh, asylum seekers. There were 1,650 Timorese who were facing deportation back to occupied Timor at that time. This is in the in the nineties, and uh, we were part of a movement called the Sanctuary Network movement that would hide the Timorese in our homes rather than have them deported back to wow. occupied Timor. And of course, the government comes out and says, "If anyone does that, it's a six month jail sentence." Wow. I was part of an organising group, and uh, for some people, that was a bit scary. You know, what happens if we get put in in prison? Yeah. 
but like all community organizers, when you stand together, and yeah. uh, we had over 20,000 people sign up for it, including unions and nuns and uh, wow. all church people. I, I would say I was on the organizing committee. The truth is, I'll let that this happen out now, but at the time you had 20,000 people willing to do it and not enough jails and are you really going to put nuns and ministers and yeah. trade union people in prison? Um, and, and including old diggers. Diggers are people who were in the army in Australia and some of them actually were hidden by Timorese people in their homes when the Japanese invasion uh, uh, was happening and um, Australian soldiers were hidden by Timorese and now Australian soldiers are willing to wow. hide Timorese in yeah, their homes. Yeah. It was an amazing kind of story but yeah the government's in six months jail. Interestingly enough more people signed up and uh, after 10 years of that campaign um, we didn't, uh, the government didn't deport them. And in fact, all of them got permanent residency. Wow. But it was that sticking together. And I yeah. think the last passage in John about unity, of being willing to, to be in solidarity with each other, of standing with each other, of not letting the cracks and let people yes. play off each other. Those, yes. that unity theme is a really important yeah. piece, I think, of being one in Jesus, one in Christ, one in seeking justice together. And actually those dark powers can be resisted and engaged and defeated. Yeah. Um, and yeah. In the, in the act text, with um, just exactly with what you're saying, it ties in is that in verse 26, it says all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were off. I, I, was, yeah. I was thinking about that. I was reading somewhere about liberation is communal. Yes. You know, that, that sense of what you're doing and what you're, you're, you know, you're engaging with that liberation and that hope actually is not just for me. And I think sometimes we've done personal salvation stuff so much. We've forgotten yes. this liberation for communal community. Yes. And, and, and even at the end, it's uh, the salvation is the whole household. Now, households yeah. weren't individual mum and dad and a kid. Households no. in those days were huge kind of um, mini neighbourhoods often. And yeah. so that all of them come together um, and all of them are um, able to see change and, and liberation as well is, is important for the, for the jailer. But you're right, the, the, those in prison are all liberated. And again, this is part of taking up Jesus' agenda. I'd say one quick thing about prisons, because prisons you probably know in the UK is having a disastrous time. Um, with COVID, they essentially just locked prisoners in their cells for 23 and a half hours a day. That happened here in um the um our prison here had riots here a few years ago with a private yeah. company that were um that was running it and now the government have taken it back but basically basic things like chapel like uh visits all those things have been um minimalized and um uh and in here in Winston Green they haven't started up again even now okay uh, and uh and it's a it's a massive uh, yeah prison reform is is a big deal that needs a lot of attention and it's not attention that people want to give to it because people think our oh, prisoners they all deserve to be you know uh, yeah. where they are but actually um this victorian era prison where they had two two young men in a cell together um for 23 and a half hours a day they only had half an hour to get they get their food in there they had half an hour um out uh, um and so if you didn't have a mental health or addiction problem when you went in, you would soon have one. Anybody would. Mm. And so yeah. uh, so that's happening lot right here in this neighbourhood yeah. right today. Um, yeah, yeah. And so prison reform 
and being liberating prisoners and finding new ways to do things. I'm really impressed by Steve Chalk and what he's trying to do and reimagining youth detention, trying to make them into schools and yeah. uh, places to help people rather yeah. than bang them up and try and hide them away. Um, mm. That doesn't work. There's reasons why people have ended up in these places and that they're the issues that need to be addressed. Yes, and that, that that's exactly so. That we've, the common thread that's come out in in the um, in the podcast that, that I've been been doing is this sense of we need to be going to the root cause of the problems. We're just sticking plasters all the time. And I think in in relation to prison and and you know we've got we've got the um, the fear of the jailer here who's frightened of the of the Rome, Roman occupation and he's frightened for himself. And and I think with the prisons there's this. Um, terrible uh, um, situation for those that are working in the prisons as well as the prisoners because it's it's a it's an awful place for all of them nobody you know nobody is 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 being um enabled in this at all are they yes that's, that's exactly right and the poor staff who are often g4s got rid of all their experienced workers because they were too expensive and so they wow. brought in young people with yeah. really short um, so these these people are often scared of what's kind of going yeah. on. Of course, yes. the riot happened here when actually an experienced worker was over. There was only one officer on on the wing. He got okay. uh, 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 overwhelmed by prisoners. They took his keys off him, and then wow. went through, uh, opened up all lots of the doors. And that's that that was the riot. And so you feel for those officers. Yeah. Honestly, how? Um, I, I feel for teachers as well, actually, because I feel like the authorities and how they're evaluating what people are doing is yeah. is oppressive as well. Uh, it's it's schools that aren't quite prisons, but actually, yeah. um, they can feel like it for both the students and the teachers and the kind of authorities that um, the kind of fear Ofsted can put into teachers mm, is like mm. the jailer kind of being scared of what's going to happen to him if if uh, if people are liberated and people are free to. To, to grow and and be you know and so uh, I see all these lots of these author authorities institutional powers um, uh, are not about liberation they're not about freedom and growth for people no. they're about no. control and yes. uh, and disempowering people and how do we you know how do we get outcomes that that the state wants not necessarily what people need yeah 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 and and I think that's where the John text kind of speaks this amazing, um, it's amazing, well, it, I mean, it's the farewell discourse, isn't it? But it's it's about, uh, it's about love, it's about, and that really, Jesus calls, Jesus calls, call, addresses God as father there, but has real, um, real, uh, great, caring, compassionate, that whole, you know, I think we've got some issues in society as well with this demarcation of male and female and, you know, boys boys don't cry and girls do. And girl, and I think th this text really opens up the the the, 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 the attributes that, of Christ that actually we are to embody, isn't it? It's not, it's not about being powerful. It's about being compassionate and kind and loving and doing that alongside each other and it's in those settings that we have that we have unity but we also have an incredible amount of power yes and, and it's interesting that the word power is an interesting one I, I for years never liked the idea of power I, I didn't want to have power I wanted to be a servant um, and uh, and so didn't 
take power seriously enough but because okay. there are different kinds of power there is a yeah. kind of authority that yes. empowers other people and liberates people but there is also power above that kind of domesticates and oppresses people and mm. this kind of power in unity is when one hurts all hurt I mean, the George yes. Floyd anniversary is really important. We're, we'll be lighting a candle at Lodge Road URC on Wednesday. We're getting a whole group of us uh, uh, because we have a large uh, black community here uh, and uh, Afro-Caribbean um, kind of folks mainly, but also from Africa and other refugee um, places from within Africa. Um, and then we do have a lot of asylum seekers, actually, who right. are people of colour. And yeah. uh, and the fear of of going to Rwanda is very real. I was speaking with one of one of our workers yesterday who works mainly with asylum seekers and trying to help them with their cases. Um, and people are scared. People are scared they're going to be rounded up because they've yeah. come from traumatic backgrounds where the police and powers round people up and stick them in prison. And yeah. so they're of course they're fearful when they hear that we're going to be sent to Rwanda. Uh, nothing, no contacts, or no, you know, or nothing there will be, they'll be forgotten and not any mm. responsibility. And that, um, unfortunately, this is a model that Australia went down with Manus yes. Island and other places, and the abuses that happened in those places were horrendous. And mm. uh, that the UK would go down that route is is just unbelievable. And I'm glad that there's challenges to that. But lining the candle for on Wednesday is really important for us because. We're saying together we won't put up with it. That that, yes. the, that any kind of racism is is unfair, and God stands against, it and we stand with God in this. And have you seen? Um, I've seen two. Uh, I think one one was earlier on this year, and one was recently in Glasgow and Edinburgh, where they were trying to deport people, and the whole community. And I was watching it on Twitter once, and it was like, "Come down to here now," because they're trying to take some. And 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 suddenly, virally, all of these people. And it just kind of embodies this text, doesn't it? There was this sudden gathering of people from all over Edinburgh, all over Glasgow, and in the end, they didn't they didn't take the the, um, the people away. And I just think that just fills me with because there are times when I feel a bit hopeless at the moment because what can yeah. I do to make a difference? Yeah. And I think that that just embodied embodied this for me. Yes, and the other two texts are about hope as well, aren't they? They're what will happen in the end that there will be. A God, uh, interesting actually, that um, uh, righteousness and justice in, in yeah. Psalm ninety-seven. That yeah. the Hebrew there is mishpakus tadaka, which is about. It isn't just about justice; it is about, but it's a, a social justice. It's a justice for all. It's the right relationships of God, people, and place being in harmony together, and that's the kind of God we have. And of yeah. course, right at the end of time in Revelation, that is fully fully kind of flows like that for everybody and that's what we dream for that's what we're living for we want to be on that side we don't want to be against that vision of hope coming true the hope of salvation is that everyone is healed through jesus every place is healed through jesus and uh and we can be part of that now we've got to be on the right side of of that the eschatology uh and and there is there is a, a kind of confronting kind of language at revelation isn't it I'm yes. coming soon. 
My reward is with me to repay according to everyone's work. Now, for reform folk, it's grace, it's not works. But actually, there is a kind of fruit of our lives that this is talking about. What did our life really mean? What kind of work was worthwhile uh, at the end of our lives? And and I think standing with those who are oppressed, standing with those who need need empowerment, that's uh, that's that's the reward. It's costly, as Paul and Silas found out, but the costs yeah. are worth. The costs are worth yeah. it because, in the end, all things will be reconciled through Christ, and that day is a great day, one worth giving our lives for. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just wondrous, and I think the more we journey through revelation the more we realize those texts are actually speaking to us so much today aren't they this sense they were speaking to a marginalized people they were speaking to people who were who were struggling against the 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 roman authorities the empire um, and and kind of you know stand up against this allegiance to roman it's how do we how do we as um as followers of jesus actually embody that and it isn't about let's go out and do nice things to those poor people out there is it because i think for a long time uh, you know uh, churches have seen that they've had the answer and they're giving it to people and, and actually what we're doing is we're embodying it we're, we're meeting people where they are and i think um i think one of the things i know that that you do is you 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 encourage people to identify their own gifts and talents and then you kind of um and, and then you encourage them i mean i don't know you know that seems to me that's exactly what the revelation and actually the psalm the psalm as well is talking about encouraging others to do you know to use their god-given gifts yes that's right it's about flourishing and when everybody flourishes that's that's the kingdom of god at work uh but when 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 part of our body is not flourishing you know that's yeah. there's a tension to be that needs to be given uh, so here, so here in Windsor Green, I, I, it was a nuts day yesterday. It, it, uh, it was uh, when we picked up really and, and tried to replant a congregation in um, United Reformed Church Lodge Road, or Lodge Road Community Church, as we call it now. Um, it was a really old, derelict Victorian era prison, you know, uh, uh, not prison uh, chapel, and uh, and it really was falling down around our ears. But the community got together. And part of the vision was this can be a base to use our gifts and talents and assets and uh, and help our neighbourhood together. What could yeah. we do? And the musicians came out of the woodwork and artists came out of the woodwork. Uh, so And everyone can do something. One of our old guys, Steve, says, I can't do very much, but I'm, I'm good at airfix models, you know, little yeah. aeroplanes putting them together. Yeah. So we've got a table for you, Steve, here. And he was there yesterday with a whole group of some young, some old, all making little aeroplanes together, meaningful things to do together that were um, really powerful. Older folk were dancing. There was one of our guys um, singing and they were uh, they were dancing together. I mean, I, I think that's a taste of the kingdom of God. That's what's going to happen. Everybody's needed. Everybody's gifts and talents are valued. And uh, and that's that's the hope, the, the hope of salvation, that everybody is healed and able yeah. to, to join in. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, you picked up that unity is a common theme. Um, mm. And I and, and I also I think I noted that it's um, the power of God's love to transform lives. Mm. Uh, and it's, it, you know, for me, salvation has become quite in, in many in church, in many Traditional church settings, we, we have salvation as quite a narrow thing. But actually, to me, salvation is transformation, isn't it? It is. And matter matters. You know, it's not just about individual souls. If that was the case, we wouldn't need the resurrection of Jesus. 
we could have Jesus could have zapped people from heaven, couldn't he? You know, <laughs> incarnate into the world and rise again in bodily form. That's what we believe that that it's a new body, but it's it's it matter matters, and so uh, and so yeah, I, I'm really disturbed actually by a lot of folks saying, well, justice doesn't really matter. What you know, all these other things. What really matters is individual souls. And I've had that conversation with key Christian leaders around this country actually, and really disturbed because that's not the Christian view of the world. The Christian view of the world is that God is present here, and He's incarnating His love and life and vitality. And when we destroy that, we're we're destroying God. And so, uh, so we need to get on board with what God's doing and not not try and isolate souls from bodies. Um, when there's an old Brazilian saying that uh, when we try and take a a soul from the body, we're left with a corpse, and when we try and take the a body from the soul we're left with a ghost but the but what we have in in christ is a resurrection the incarnating god who suffers with us but who rises again and this great text at the end is is coming soon coming again to put all things right and that great day is a day worth uh worth hanging on for and 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 doing all we can no matter the cost Oh, Ash, thank you so much. I have this feeling that you and I could sit here for a, quite a lot longer, uh, but but I'm afraid we have a time limit. So uh, thank you so much for coming thank and you. sharing your wisdom and your reflections and and your theology with us and uh, and and for for connecting so closely the, the world in which we live and the texts that that we uh, that we have for, for this week. Um, to those listening or watching, we hope that you have enjoyed this and please leave us a review wherever you uh, listen to the podcast and share it to you with your friends. We know that our listeners are a um, passionate and knowledgeable crowd. And so the best play, please join in the conversations. If there's questions, if there's comments, join in on Twitter at um, Twitter at pulpit underscore politics. I usually don't manage to get that out, actually. Or hashtag politics in the pulpit. Uh, or on our Facebook community, you can join through the J uh, Joint Public Issues team, Joint Public Issues um, Facebook page. Um, each week, I try to have a question, um, and um, I kind of picked up the the reading from Acts about uh, when faced with when faced with biblical texts, we often identify the righteous and the holy, and then we have the outcast, and um, maybe sometimes we see ourselves often in the role of the uh, of the righteous and my question is is it all you know how do we identify ourselves are we the the outcast sometimes are we the sinner sometimes rather than the righteous and i think that sense of judgment of others so how do we relate ourselves to the texts that we read let us know your thoughts on this if you've been listening for a while you know that jpit have their 2022 conference from the ground up and earthing hope and seeking justice on the 11th of June. This will be online and in London at Oasis Waterloo. We have a special discount for podcast listeners. Woohoo! By going to jointpublicissues.org.uk forward slash conference, use the code podcast10. You can get 10% off your ticket and under 25s and those on low incomes go free. A reminder of the code podcast10. So we go into uh, our politics and our pulpits with a blessing. May we be anointed with God's spirit as we bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, help people to see the world truthfully and let the oppressed go free. 
and may God bless us in this endeavour. Amen. Amen. Thanks ever so much, Ash. Take care. Go safely. Thank Bye. You.